0: maids. We have plenty to discuss on this very special Good Friday edition of Fox Soul's Black Report. I'm Courtney Hicks, and we're bringing you the stories that impact our people, bringing you our news, our views, and our voice. So, topping our conversation today.
1: This is a picture of the original black firemen. Uh, 60
2: years ago, the first African-American uh, men were hired by the Atlanta Fire Department.
1: That was more of a prestigious job, you know, and so, uh, uh, I decided I tried for it.
2: Emmett Smith was one of the original 16. It was the peak of the civil rights movement. City leaders were under fire to hire African-American firefighters.
1: Our uh, uh, superiors didn't know exactly how we would perform under extra you know, uh, uh, fire conditions.
2: All were assigned to fire station 16. Smith knew it would be a trial by fire.
1: We had to meet with other firefighters, and some of the firefighters, you know, that didn't necessarily want to uh, fight fire with us, simply because we were black and they were white.
2: Smith says they also met with resistance from the public.
1: Black firefighters went in the uh, white neighborhood, and they were a bit reluctant, you know, to have the black firefighters there because they figured that they were not going to do the job.
2: Smith says, over time, they proved themselves.
1: That was something I was proud of. These
2: guys here, the first 16 here, I can't say enough about them. In 1977, the first women were hired by the department. All of them were black. The original sevens, the elite
3: seven, I should say.
2: Liz Summers says some of the original 16 men were their instructors in recruit school. If it hadn't been for them, we wouldn't have made it. She says she was proud to be a firefighter, but often fought adversity. By being vocal and fighting and fighting for others, it made my job very difficult. She hung in there, and 10 years later, her son, Irving Reese, joined the department.
3: As the first mother and son team in the country at that time.
2: She was the first woman to join the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters and served as president of the local chapter. She worked her way up the ladder to the rank of battalion chief. I want to leave a legacy. I want to say that, OK, I'd made it possible for so many other people. Retired Fire Captain Michael McWhorter fought fires alongside many of the original 16, experiencing firsthand what they went through.
1: I was told by guys I worked with, on my shift that blacks were not cut from the same mold as whites were to be professional firefighters
2: he was president of a special interest group that looked out for the needs of african-american firefighters they monitored hiring promotions and discipline and fought for equality
1: when it was dinner time blacks were not permitted to eat out of the same utensils as whites
2: he has watched how things have changed over the decades
1: things uh turned for the better over the years. And I'm proud of every one of them for that stayed here, that endured. Today,
2: there is a plaque outside Station 16, honoring the 16 men and seven women who blazed a trail for others.
1: It's like uh, paving the way for somebody else. Uh, we, we went and we uh, suffered the consequences that we had to in order to make way for somebody else
2: it's been 60 years many black firefighters have been through the department since then and of course made much smoother thanks to the brave and determined men and women who went first in atlanta denise stillen fox 5 news
4: Judge Joe Brown is not one to shy away from controversy, from Harriet Tubman being on the $20 bill to his most recent (laughs) comments about women in leadership. He knows how to stir the pot, and he's here with us today to talk about why he's running for mayor of Memphis. So welcome to the show, Judge Joe Brown. I'm here.
0: Yes, you are, Judge, and we're glad to have you here. So let's go back to this Harriet Tubman conversation, 2019, when there were talks about Harriet uh, Tubman being on the $20 bill. One of your responses to the idea, quote, "This is this, these are your words. If any single black person deserves the honor, it's Frederick Douglass, who's credited with starting the abolitionist movement." Into that quote. So, are, are you actually saying that, that that there's something wrong with Harriet Tubman being on that $20 bill? Bill, clear that up for us, Judge.
3: Okay, let me put this to you. By way of illustration, let's supposing Home and Garden has had a Homemaker of the Year award every year, mm-hmm. and there's never been a black woman who's ever received an award, and it's always a female of some other race. So the first time they have somebody black on there, they put a black male instead of a black female. How would you feel about that? Next thing, consider that in this day and time, it's not the girls doing the drive-bys, it's the boys. Mm. Next thing, the same year, the National Heritage Tubman Association gave me the man of the year award. And also the local one in Memphis gave me the man of the year award. And the other thing was, is guess what? The lady herself said in some of her later life musings that if any black person deserved recognition, it was her hero, Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass also happened to be a hero. Frederick Douglass also happened to be a hero of my family. My grandfather idolized Mm -hmm. him. Next thing, it wasn't black people's idea to come up with Harriet Tubman about 18 19 years ago when i was walking around paramount studios uh, i worked for them i worked for them i heard some people that don't like men very well plotting on how they were going to get a woman on a bill first they talked about various white women and then one of them i heard having. i had an idea this was some weeks later that they were gonna get, let's pick a black woman and further we can demoralize black men, Mm. which is something they need to have happen. Let's find somebody. They were doing a movie called Harriet. It was based on Harriet Tubman's life, but they were gonna make it a white woman who was born in Boston and married a very racist Southern plantation owner, but she was supposed to be white. And they were talking about uh, forget the historical mm-hmm. unrealism, it didn't make any difference because nobody would care. Well, ju- so Judge, Judge. Not something that came up in a wholesome fashion. uh uh-huh. gotcha. well,
4: so, so, Judge, you know, um, speaking of history, uh, you're running, to make a little history yourself, you're running for mayor of Memphis, mm-hmm. and we know that the city's been in the headlines uh, for the murder of Tyree Nichols, among other things. What do you make of the chief of police and her handling of the situation? She should never have been hired. She should not have been hired? No. Why not?
3: We had competent black women in command positions, three or four of whom I have been acquainted with for 30-some years, who should have been hired. They brought somebody in to be, get this, the first civil service chief in 41 years. Prior to that, we had had civil appointees who were civilians subject to the whim and control of the mayor's office, so there was political control over the police department. This incompetent mayor we have in right now, named Jim Strickland, who has done nothing but waste time in the office, and he's term limited now, brought her in after she was demoted, fired, reinstated under civil service uh, hearing provisions, uh, Lelf went to Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, was under investigation again and was hired out of there. Now, uh, let's, without getting into the gory details, what she was alleged to have done wrong was to have hidden somebody, somebody's who, to make a long story short, wound up getting 10-year federal sentences for some hideous crime. So let's just leave it at that. We will deal with it because you see what's likely to happen is I'm most likely to become the next mayor, so it's going to be falling in my lap. And I've always maintained a lifetime policy of being fair and impartial, neutral, and detached when it comes to resolving matters, even if they don't match my taste. That's why I wound up finding out For example, James Earl Ray didn't didn't shoot Dr. Martin Luther King, but the FBI was behind it, and they supplied the murder weapon and ammunition. And it was a two-man hit team from the fire station, not the flop house or the bushes below that flop house bathroom window. Mm -hmm. So you have to be fair and objective.
0: Sure. Now now with you being on your way to to Memphis as as the mayor as you are already claiming, what are your thoughts uh, on the office? I'm already
3: here. Been here 50 years. Yeah. I transferred. From Los well,
0: on your way to the to the mayor's seat, how about that? What are your thoughts on the officers involved in the uh, Tyree Nichols uh, case? And 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 I'm assuming you agree with the decision to disband that scorpion unit that was scorpion unit that was involved?
3: I don't disagree with that. I do not agree with that decision. Hmm. See, the scorpion unit started off three years ago as Blue Crush, following citizen demands that something be done to cut down the rampant crime. I actually am personally acquainted with the commander of the former Blue Crush unit who resigned in frustration for lack of command backup. I am acquainted with somebody very close to the last commander, the Scorpion unit, which was the renamed Blue Crush unit. Who resigned, well, retired in just abject frustration again because there was no command authority backup. Now, that said, we have a total back breakdown in command and communications oversight and an ineptitude when it comes to the upper level management. Mm -hmm. Now, this lady that they brought in, I don't see why they did it. There's nothing to recommend it. We have some fine young women here, well, not young women, but fine women here who could have stood in. I am personally acquainted with several, as I have said. Well, Now, next thing, what we have here is, remember, this is likely to fall in my lap to resolve Mm -hmm. when it ultimately...
4: Judge, Judge, in our remaining moments with you, um, I've got to ask you this question. You recently uh, caught some backlash for comments that you made about women in leadership at a mayoral candidates forum. This is according to wasn't a forum. Uh What's your response when folks say that, you know, you have a problem with women in power? Is I
3: that don't know. Yeah, that's both. That, now, let me put this. What's going on is this is a setup. They have an organization called the Young Democrats of Shelby County, all right? 23 of them showed up to a nightclub that was in session doing nightclub stuff. There were about 150 people who wound up coming down there, and it were 23 of these who signed in. When I made my remarks, I got applause, high fives, about 15, 20 women volunteered to sign up for the campaign. But the 23 who were down there with an objective that did not include me actually being there because they didn't give me notice. Somebody on my committee said you need to show up. And what I said was actually a quote from a 19 year old black female college student. And I just quoted her under the circumstances. And what's going on is Memphis is a dangerous place. Just this last weekend. We had 14 shootings or stabbings, and yesterday we had four more and quite a few fatalities. Now, this family of Nichols, mm-hmm. they're only one of at the moment. I, since I talked to one of your producers this morning, mm-hmm. I went back and looked, and now it is 663 families who've lost loved ones in the last 24 and a half months. Mm -hmm. That includes my personal uh, friend who is helping me on the campaign. That includes somebody who does the electrical work around my house Mm -hmm. He just lost his son last weekend. That includes two former co-workers who've lost sons or grandsons. There are too many people dying, and right now, in order to do a turnaround, you have to have somebody who can get up close and personal, hands-on with the people. Well, and there's nobody out there right now but me who can do that. Now, well, 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 said, well, well, well making history. Let me give you this. One of my clients was mayor of Memphis, and my former law partner was the mayor of Memphis. So let's just say it's time to put things back in capable hands where leadership can be exerted. And as far as that crime problem goes, in a 10-year period when I was sitting on the criminal bench, the real deal mm. statewide recidivism rate was 80 percent. But in my courtroom, I dropped it down to just 18. So I want to put back in place what I was doing then that worked so
4: well. About restoring order in this area, well, but on a larger basis. Well, we have heard from from Judge Joe Brown, who is running for mayor of Memphis, running to restore order. Uh, we'll continue to keep our eye on your campaign. Thank you for joining Fox Souls Black Report. Come back again soon. And I love the glasses, Judge. Hey, <laughs> Are you going to win with those glasses?
3: I love my them. Problem, <laughs>
4: my
3: shoes, yeah, you look great. Thanks for I'm joining from us, Los Angeles. Man. you know it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Take judge. care.
0: Thanks, Judge. All right. All right, soulmates, hang tight. We will be right back. Thanks so much for watching Foxhole's Black Report.
5: Why should I feel discouraged? And why? Should the shadows come? Why does my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus, Jesus is my portion a constant friend is he his eye is on the sparrow and I know He watches me. His eyes on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. I sing. Because I'm happy, and I sing, because I am free, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know He watches me, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me.
0: Oh, my goodness, Thornetta Davis, Detroit's queen of the blues. May I hug? (laughs) (laughs) You almost went in there. Almost went in there. Listen, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, today. Uh, Good Friday. Um, Talk a little bit about that particular song. We talked mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Uh, freedom in there. you you a singer. You've been a yes. singer. So a lot of folks don't understand that there are a couple of generations after Motown that mm-hmm. keep that tradition going, and you are the queen of that, must I say. Oh, thank you. And um, in that song, it talks about freedom. We're, yes. we're entering into Resurrection Sunday. Yes. It's about you know being alive, coming mm-hmm. again, oh, another yes. opportunity, and being free to do so. Talk a little yes. bit about that.
6: You, you know, when you guys called me to perform, mm-hmm. and um, I'm going through my own transition right now my own resurrection same here health wise and and it's a, a one of those times I'm getting ready to be 60 years old no. so I'm praying and asking God to to help me get through what I'm going through right yeah. now and so I take this right now as a sign from God mm. when you ask me to do that particular song is one yeah. of my favorite songs to do mm-hmm. and the reason why I sing is because I, I feel free on stage mm-hmm. God gave me that gift yeah to be able to share with people That's right. and I sing and it makes me free, and I know I feel like God is with me. Whatever I'm going through right now, He's with me right now. And that was his way of letting me know when you guys called and asked me to do this.
0: Yeah, so inspiring, so encouraging. And mm-hmm. that song is so personal. And you took your time with it. Mm-hmm. And I knew you were doing it for us, but it was for you. Yes. I, I could feel that. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about uh, how you're continuing to, to salt really this 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 planet, because you're yeah. somewhere everywhere, yeah. uh, with your gift, mm-hmm. um, your projects, uh, what you got yeah. coming up, where you're going. I, I know I you gotta, you, know,
6: you keep that bag packed. I about well, I got <laughs> got a lot of stuff going on this summer. Yeah. I'll be traveling. Cross country, I'm doing some stuff in, in uh, Utah and mm-hmm. Telluride. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to go to Australia with oh, a wow. uh, yes with a, um, a Taylor Mack, who's an artist. Uh, Artist mm-hmm. uh, out of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to Sweden. I'm, I'm traveling this summer. Yes, you are. And I know that God is in the plan with all mm-hmm. of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's wonderful.
0: That I'm is about. wonderful. And it's so good seeing you. I was just telling you, we never got a chance to person, it. we used to go to the same yeah. church. Yes, and you were always really. up there in the choir, standing yes. next to Kim. And yes. y'all would sing me into something oh, yeah. on a Sunday morning. So it's nice to finally uh, touch base heart Thank to you, heart. Courtney. Thanks for blessing us today. We appreciate you so much. Thank you yeah, so you gotta much. Yeah, you got to come back.
6: I will. Thornetta Davis.
0: Know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the queen, queen of Detroit uh, blues. Uh, social media. We can follow you real quick. I want to yes. get that.
6: Yes. Um, Sweet Mama TD on Instagram. Thornetta Davis Anderson on Facebook. And uh, thornettadavis.com, Okay. My website. Perfect. All right, soulmates. Uh, we want you to uh, continue to uh,
0: tune in, and you can do that by way of uh, Foxhole TV, uh, Foxhole.tv. You can also download the Foxhole app for absolutely free. You can check that performance all over again and keep, keep running it throughout uh, this resurrection uh, weekend. Stay close. Thanks so much for watching Foxhole's Black Report. Thornetta Davis, Detroit queen of Thank the blues. You. Thank you so much. Thank you.
6: God bless you, Annie. Thank you so much
0: for this. Yes, thank you, thank you. We will be right back. Thanks so much for watching Hills Black Report. soulmates, it is time to experience more of the incomparable voice of Whitney Houston like never before. Today, we are joined by Pat and Gary Houston, who are here to talk about the upcoming release of He Can Use Me. It's the stunning new single from Whitney's long-awaited gospel album, I Go to the Rock, the gospel music of Whitney Houston. Now, this album features six never-before released tracks and a documentary TV special that follows Whitney's gospel journey her early performances to recording the best selling gospel album of all time thank you both so much for taking some time out to join us and welcome to the show thank,
7: thank you. you thank yeah. you for having us
0: and In, indeed absolutely so let's let's start by discussing the release and the purpose of if i go to uh, the rock the the gospel music of of Whitney Houston why now i'm assuming her her long lifelong fans have been wanting this for a while now
7: well, you know, it's a it's a special time this year. Uh, Whitney would be turning sixty years old mm-hmm. in August, on August ninth. And Whitney loved birthday celebrations. She loved Easter and I just felt this is a project that Whitney herself produced. That's what I always tell everyone. Um, Everything is about timing, and she's always wanted to do a gospel project. Ever since she did a visitation um, in the Holy Land, she wanted to produce something uh, called gospel in the Holy Holy Land, but of course that never happened, and Mm -hmm. that's why this
0: place right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and to extend, that, to extend that thought, why do you think uh, that gospel uh, release never happened? Do you think it was a time when maybe the, the label people felt it wasn't appropriate or it, it, there wasn't a market for it? Why do you think that gospel album never happened while she was here with us in the, in the physical?
7: Well, she never stopped singing gospel music. Mm -hmm. You know, although nothing was ever released, every tour that she's ever done, um, she's always performed uh, a gospel song. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of those songs was always, I go to the rock or I love the Lord. So Whitney has never stopped. It it, it was her beginning and she never stopped. You know, I always tell folk that gospel was the center of her gravity and she never let go. Even if, if no one else, I wanted her to do it. She always did. Sure, um, it's always gospel for her.
0: Sure. And speaking of of the beginning, um, we remember Whitney being like 17 when she recorded um, "He Can Use Me," which never, you know, commercially was released. Talk about uh, that time in her young life before her first professional recording with with Ar- Arista Records when she was recording uh, some of her uh, gospel favorites. Mm-hmm
8: well uh, i go to the rock is uh is a great title you know, for whitney uh mm-hmm. in terms of uh you know how it all started you know going back mm-hmm. in time as a teenager growing up uh in the uh Houston home uh mm-hmm. drink singers. my mother was a very uh, well known gospel singer she had uh, brothers and sisters who played instruments who sang and and they really sang from morning noon, and night and so we woke up to that. Uh, so Go to the rock is just uh, uh, going back to her source, going back to her origin, going back to her center. Uh, so, I mean, you know, when you think about uh, the industry, uh, there's always uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a money-making business, and you know, and she 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 sang secular music, but she always sang a gospel song in every one of her shows around the world. Uh, ever since I have been singing I've been singing with her for thirty years mm-hmm. and a background doing duets in studio and always implemented, always inserted a gospel song that was uh, very much uh, prevalent, very very meaningful to the show. so uh, it's just uh, it's just a segue into just letting people know that uh, this would this is uh, what would you stood for this is where she came from. this was her is her this is her uh, background and uh, so she got a lot of uh, she learned from the best.
0: Yeah, indeed. And Gary, we, we always see the videos of, of you and Whitney. She's performing. You're, you're right there, got her back, you know, yeah. as Big Bro, and, and musically speaking, as, as one of her uh, uh, background uh, singers. What was it like, you know, growing up with Whitney and, and sharing those times with her, you know, the young Whitney, and then as she became the Whitney that we know, uh, you know, talk a little bit about uh, that, that life, if you will.
8: It was so much fun uh, growing with Whitney uh, because, you know, I say I learned from the best. My mother taught me a lot. I was, I was playing ball a lot, but I was always around the music uh, side of it when they rehearsed and mm-hmm. mimicking my mother. I, I sang more of female artist songs than I did male artist songs. So, and Whitney would always, uh, you know, just always cling to me. You know, uh, I'm six years older than she is, and uh, so there are things that I taught her. She, people, my mother taught me, and I taught Whitney and then and then then we taught one another yeah. she learned faster because she spent more time uh, singing uh, in studios with my mother and in and, and church and and doing uh, nightclubs and things like that i started doing that when i finished basketball a lot more than i did uh, uh at that time but um mm-hmm. it was just so special uh being able to experience uh Singing with my mother and singing with yeah. Whitney, never knew Nippy was going to turn into a Whitney Houston. I knew that she had the potential, the, the ability, the the gifts, but uh, man, she she just wanted to sing. Yeah. She never knew that she never knew that it was going to turn it. Wow, this is all happening to me. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to sing, and She got so much gratification and uh, appreciation out of just singing uh, from her heart and from her mind and from her soul, which my mother always told us that's what we should do. We don't have to. We don't have to compare ourselves. With anybody or or, or or try to compete with anybody, just sing from your heart.
0: Yeah, well, we, we you you kind of on a tall side, Mrs. Gary. So we knew if you weren't running up and down the court, that you also had a voice uh, to contribute to uh, this uh, musical family. So to talk about that. When did you know uh, Whitney maybe decide that she wanted to to go professional? We know you, we had the example of of your mom and and other uh, family members uh, like uh, Miss Miss Warwick. Um, talk about you know that decision to go professional. And if there was a struggle with how that was going to affect her faith, maybe or maybe not.
8: But she had a lot to compare with. I mean, you know, she had a lot to compete with when it comes to my mother and Dion and uh, Aretha. It was always around Gladys and my mother, you know, uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the the artist that, that, that fell into her, into her path at, at growing up in the uh, you know, I was I was I was always a singer. You know, I was still playing ball, but I was always musically inclined. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had a lot of fun growing up singing uh, in, uh, outside in the backyard, in the car. <laughs> I took her to school every day, and she always sang. I mean, just songs. We listened to all kinds of music, but most importantly, the the gospel. Effect and the uh, mm-hmm. the experience of, of growing up in the church and knowing how uh, what God meant to my mother and her family and the relationships that had uh, established uh, when we established those relationships with, uh, with other people. Uh, she was very she was very uh, she was when he was a loner you know mm-hmm. I mean she. she Always pretty much uh, isolated, and she took time to really, you know, work on her craft. My mother taught her very well, and she learned, you know, very well and very quickly. And, and it was, it was, you know, you, you, you got the ins and outs and pros and cons of of this business. It's just, you uh, either you really want to to achieve something mm-hmm. or you. And to believe that you can, you know, you receive the things that, that, that come with uh, the, the, the the nature of this business. But uh, my mother gave her so much uh, uh, knowledge and information on, on what to expect. And uh, she, you know, I mean, you have to experience it yourself to, yeah. to understand how important it is. Uh, you know, you have to go through the the, 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 you know, the, bu- the bumps and bruises and you have to really understand uh, for yourself and learn from your experiences uh, what it really uh, Tells and what it's going to take for you to maintain and sustain, you know, this kind of. uh, uh, um, Ability, the ability to, sure. to want to be an artist and want to be as big as uh, a star, and and the voice that she had, and the effect and the impact that she had on the world.
0: Sure, as you were talking, we were showing some some home family videos of of the rich, uh, h- you know, history and legacy of your family. Thanks so much for sharing those memories, uh, Miss Pat. We got maybe about a minute or so left. Let's talk real quick about the project. The album features 14 songs, six songs that have never before been released. Talk about uh, some of that unreleased uh, music and and what we can look forward to uh, as far as uh, putting our ears to it?
7: Well, you know something, you know, she recorded, you know, a couple of those songs when she was 17 years old. You know, a lot of the fans, they always want Music, New music, old music, it doesn't matter. But we knew that bringing this project to fruition, that we had to bring something special. And he can use me as such a special, special song. You know, I don't know if you've heard it or not, but it's such a testament to her life. And she allowed God to use her because she connected people from all over the world, different cultures. You know, she could do that. You, know, you hear many stories about folk talking about what Whitney Houston's music did for their life, mm. um, which is very, very special. So, we wanted to bring something special from the heart. And Whitney, like I said, she, gospel was her refuge, and for a lot of us that grew up in the church, gospel was like the incubator for our, our life, and she just never let go. And we wanted to bring, kind of bring closure to, you know, to fans, just let them know she's good. You know, yeah. she's, she's at peace and this is a project. And if you watch the documentary, you know, she speaks a lot herself mm-hmm. about what gospel music meant to her and what God meant to her. And we just wanted to bring that to the forefront for fans to see.
0: Yeah, I also wanted to mention uh, the documentary and the TV special, the other components um, with this release. What perspective is that from? I mean, you know, since her her physical passing, uh, we've we've seen so many you know documentaries, some movies. What's going to set these two projects aside from some of the other uh, Whitney uh, documentaries and, and movies that we've
7: seen? Um, because this project. This one is very, very special because this is something Whitney wanted to do, although mm. she didn't to do a documentary. But, you know, with the name as big as Whitney Houston, everybody wants a slice and a piece of that. Sure, sure. Everybody does not have a slice or a piece of this. This is directly from the family, authentic, from authentic. the heart. So it's extremely authentic, and the purpose is what it is to draw you closer. She's still connecting, and God is still using her. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know this is this is it. This is the project. You know yeah. where it all started. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the reasons why we fell in love with Whitney Houston mm-hmm. is right here. Yeah, from
0: a project. from a personal standpoint, what what do you what do you each of you miss the most about Whitney? And we're talking about Whitney, the the sister, sister in law, the the family member. What do you what
7: do you miss most uh, about Whitney? Oh my gosh, she was like, you know what, I I, I kind of had to balance things, you know, being manager and being her sister-in-law, but also being a confidant, I just had to balance it all. And I I was just telling a friend the other day, I said, you know, it's been 11 years and this is the very first time that I have really, I'm now beginning to really miss her because we're still in Georgia and she's the reason why we moved here Mm -hmm. um, in the first place. And you know, just missing the laughter. You know, she was very. You know, we, we worked on a lot of um, uh, project, community projects together. You know, that I put uh, on pause. You know, because of her passing, and um, it's just. It sometimes it can be very hard. You know, not mm-hmm. having her around because we were such confidence and uh, confidence and. You know, I just miss that laughter and I, and 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 miss her motivating me and inspiring me. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I miss that a lot.
8: And adding to that, I miss her. Like she said, the laughter. Whitney was so funny. Mm. Love that she uh, exemplified, and exuded, her and just gave to me and uh, and my family. You know, so she always, uh, you know, like I said, she kept us. Uh, she kept us, uh, uh, you know, centered, always thinking about, thinking straight about the right things and uh, the family ties, and she just loved being over here. I told you, she's all over this house. She was here like, it was mm-hmm. her second she wanted to move here and live in. I said, "You got this big house over there, man. You know, you you, you want to stay over here." But no, no, no. It's not like being over here. And uh, <laughs> we had to decide whether I was going to let her stay. And uh, I, finally said, "No, no, it's not. It's not going to work. Two families can't live in the same home." I right? so. But yet, now that she's gone, I, I wish I had made a a, a, a little wiser decision because uh, mm-hmm. her spirit is all around this home. It really is, and she, uh, she, she shows up uh, in, in the rain she shows up in uh, with a little red bird and uh she sh- sh- shows up in all kinds of ways uh you know when the doorbell rings you know i, I you know it's been so long it's been 11 years now i still think it's her mm. you know at the front door uh so she's always uh just in in, in this uh in this uh, in the spirit of things uh and uh it may not be physically but in the spirit things. Um, is never going to fade away.
0: Absolutely. Amen to that. And let me tell you that the legacy is so rich and the mantle is heavy. And so we just appreciate you, uh, doing what you've been doing, uh, for the past 11 years to make sure that legacy is done properly and effectively and authentically, uh, Pat and Gary Houston, uh, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, our love to uh, the remainder of the family and now you're officially soulmates. So anytime. Uh, yeah. the, the Whitney and you guys have something going on from that camp, please give us a call and, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it for sure. God bless and uh, happy Easter. And thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you.
8: Thank you for having us. Thank you
0: for having us. Thanks so much for watching Foxhole's Black Report. We will be right back. Welcome to Foxhole's Black Report. So we're going to talk about the highly anticipated TV series, WE TV series, Grown in Gospel, which follows a group of six childhood friends who were born into the gospel music scene right here at Foxhole's headquarters in Detroit with a focus on their struggles, insecurities, and past mistakes. Now, the show promises to be a roller coaster of emotions. Today, we have two special guests joining us, Breanne Hammond and Kia Cole-Beach. Uh, we're going to take a moment to dive into this brand new show that we are so excited about. Welcome to Fox Souls Black Report,
7: ladies. Thank,
0: Thank you for having us. So, so let me just establish this. I remember y'all, when y'all were little girls, I am a Detroiter myself. So I know how this story kind of evolved and has come about. Um, Breanne, your dad is Fred Hammond, duh. And uh, Nikki Cole Beach, your mom, is of course the Rose, Dorinda uh, uh, Cole, uh, Clark Cole uh, from the uh, infamous Clark Sisters. And so let's just establish that. Brianne, let's start with you. Tell us about how your show uh, came together.
9: So the show obviously has been in the works for many decades. We just didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. Desperate of doing that. Um, Elijah was able to establish some amazing connections, of course, with his huge following. Mm -hmm. And so he started reaching out and got with Kingdom Reign Entertainment and basically it was, it was super easy to get to all of us because, of course, we know each other and we're friends. Mm-hmm. So when I got the call, it was a no-brainer, and it was history after that.
0: Wow, that is amazing. Nakia, bringing you into the conversation, how do you think being, uh, as Brianne just mentioned, uh, you know, the daughter uh, you know, of a, a gospel legend, how do you think that has influenced you and your castmates and the music and the approach uh, to this show, uh, and the approach uh, in, you know, as being you know, in the gospel industry?
10: Well, I must say, um, I have to give much kudos to my grandmother, the late Dr. Maddie Moss mm-hmm. who got them started into their singing career. So I have to give her credit as to how all this came about with my wonderful family. But yeah. I can't yeah. say that um, I don't sing, but um, I can sing. <laughs> However, I you know, it's the direction of the music side of the, um, I mean, mm-hmm. the business side of the music right. industry. So, right, right. I can say that you know that has been been a much um, help with you know um, having family that has come from that background in the music scene, but it also making sure that the bag is secured. You know, it's always about the business. That's right. That's right. Uh, that that plays a big part, as long with you know the Fred Hammonds and the Lisa Page Brooks and the Michael Brooks and Commission. You know, all of that that comes from the Detroit. You know, we're known for it. So wow. I just think it's so. You just brought back so many memories. I'm
0: on the younger end of that generation, but I just remember them crisscrossing Detroit, and then this country as their careers began to to grow and evolve. So it's just amazing to to now be talking to to the daughters and the sons, if you will. Uh, Breanne, how important is it for you guys to incorporate, you know, some of the modern influences? I know you you guys come from a different generation, but some of the modern influences, uh, you know, into you know your music, into your style and really really into what's gonna show up when we watch this new show on WE tv.
9: It's critical to keep the modern sound in music today. Um, but at the same time, recognizing our faith is the foundation mm-hmm. of everything do. So while we are going to be intentional with making sure that our lifestyle and everything that we represent is going to be a great um, embodiment of our God and our faith, but at the same time, I know growing up in church, I wanted to hear that modern sound. And because there weren't very many artists that were doing that, there was the traditional gospel sound, I would often get in trouble for listening to secular music. So it would be um, very Critical in this day and age, especially to reach those that are outside of the four walls of the church, mm-hmm. to have that modern sound so that they can get that flavor and that flair, but at the same time have a positive message.
0: Okay, can you both share any, um, you know, upcoming projects? We know the T. When can we, you know, tap into uh, the show? Everybody is excited about it. It's it's what folks have been talking about. So you've got the show, and then any projects or collaborations you want the soulmates to know about?
10: Of
9: course. Yeah, so, me. Of course. oh, hey, I'm, Mickey, so I'm sorry.
10: <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Don't that was a bad, bad. But the, me being the BTS queen, behind the scenes queen, I um kind of introducing myself into the music side. So mm-hmm. I was able to write my very first song. Oh, nice. Um, which is part of my Good Thing brand, which is my women's em- empowerment brand. So mm-hmm. y'all yeah, mm-hmm. gonna see a side of that of me, you know, getting out on the musical side of it. So I'm excited about that, and then other little things that's going on. you yeah. And you, Bre-
9: and you, Breanne. Yes, I'll say you'll definitely see lots of music and hear lots of music on the show. Um, visuals to go along with the music. And then um, coming from a musical family on both sides, both my mother and father's side, I have some collaborations coming up. Um, I have an alter ego cousin, his name is Brian. Mm-hmm. And so we're from music. Um, got some amazing things coming out. I have other cousins and uncles and so forth that many of you have not heard, but we are collaborating and we've got a lot of music coming out in addition to what we're putting out through the
0: show. Well, you know, the city of Detroit, again, as a native, we, we got your back. We're totally behind you. We can't wait to tune in and to support you in the projects. And I'm sure the rest of the gospel industry and really the world uh, will look forward to it. Uh, Brienne, I remember seeing you as a little girl. We lived in the same neighborhood. You wouldn't remember that. And uh, to you, Nakia, your gr- grandmother was one of my music teachers. So uh, this was really special to talk to you ladies. Nothing but the best, your official soulmate. So we got to have you back and talk more about the show. Thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you.
9: Thank you.
0: Thank nice. you. All right, soulmates, hang tight. We will be right back. Thanks so much for watching Foxo's Black Report.
11: Amazing grace How sweet the sound that changed. for me.
0: Rose, hey. Marissa Rose, Marissa Rose, Marissa <laughs> Rose. Oh, I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to fold up under myself. Oh, now you, you, just sure. guessed to take it in today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank that, you for that, having that kind of guy. So, it's so personal, isn't it? Absolutely. We were Absolutely. just You know, we're talking with uh, Thornetta Early, it's so personal. And I can tell as you massively, you know, minister that to us. We're we're in Good Friday, entering into yes. uh, Resurrection weekend. Um, talk a little bit about what what those selections. Uh, mean to you when you talk oh, about being born again when you talk about <sighs> We don't freedom. have Freedom. Uh, we, we don't When don't you, you talk tab. about, you talk oh, about His grace no and so on so, I know, right? Oh, his grace
12: and His mercy. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I am a daughter of a, of a black Baptist pastor, mm-hmm. a PK kid. Okay. Um, so, so the faith and the gospel was always put in me. But, yeah. you know, there comes times in your life where your faith, your trust is tested. Mm. And it was really when I had my daughter and she was born with sickle cell anemia and hypotonic cerebral palsy and mm-hmm. all of these medical conditions. And I thought, God, will she even? survive. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you about His grace. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you about God's Mm -hmm. mercy. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you that God can be with you and take you through things that you never thought that you could go through. And so I am just, it's more than just stories that I heard now. Now it's a personal testimony that Mm -hmm. I know God is real. I know that His grace is real Mm -hmm. and His mercy is real. And and on this Good Friday, Mm -hmm. As we go into the resurrection, I I just every day I'm renewed, Mm -hmm. just knowing that that he would never leave us or forsake us, that he's always with us. And so, you know, that's the message. You know, if you're feeling, if you're feeling low, I don't care what you're going through because I've been through some of it all, Mm -hmm. the ups and downs of this business. That's right. Losing a child when he was Mm -hmm. just four months old and then having this child come into this world so sick. Mm -hmm. But God, Mm -hmm. but God, he can give you peace in the midst of the storm.
0: Yeah. Marissa, you 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 bless us all over the place, and I'm, I'm just talking <laughs> about beyond the church walls. Talk a little bit about your work. I, I, I remember you being on the credits of the uh, Diary of a Mad Black yeah, Woman soundtrack. Yeah, Talk a little yeah, bit about that experience,
12: oh one of them good old Tyler uh, Perry yeah, yeah, One of those Tyler Perry films. You know, so, you know, it was incredible to sit in the movie theater yeah. and, and that scene with Boris Kojo and hear my voice on the screen. On. Oh I know that um, had to be exciting. Yeah, it was. And, and that was that was one of the first duets that I did with, yeah. you know, homeboy Kim. Uh, and we then had him. an opportunity to do another duet with him, yeah. If It's Love, as yeah. well. Yeah. And then um, so much that I'm doing overseas now mm-hmm. with the music. I just mm-hmm. finished a project with Dave Lee, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Jody Nigra out mm-hmm. of London. And so that mm-hmm. music is coming and mm-hmm. some stuff coming out of Scandinavia. So God is just good. Yeah, you know. good. Um, my and, roots are in the church. Right. But I believe the church is everywhere you go. Right. That we and, ministry and everywhere we go.
0: And let me, let me clear this up. And there's no, you know, listen, I, I've been in this industry for a very long time, and sometimes record labels do what they do. But you're mm-hmm. going to hear two versions of Kim's, <laughs> If It's Love, and the original is this woman right here. Just let me put that. Down I'm for on the I'm on the And we love our sister. And we love we, Chrisette Le- Michelle. Yes, we
12: do. But there's Marissa Rose, homegirl. Yeah. yeah. Baby. Yeah, thank check, you. Check thank that you. out. This resu- it, it will resurrect <laughs> you as well. In a different kind of way. So maybe wait till <laughs> after the weekend. <laughs> I know the time. Future Pride. Uh, so, so please visit me at marissarosemusic.com. Mm-hmm. Um, please follow me on Instagram, marissa music, mm-hmm. Facebook, Marissa Rose, and you know, really support, follow. You know, I'm I'm not out here doing the shenanigan things. I mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not, sh- no shade on no one. Mm-hmm. You know, your creativity is your creativity. But That's for right. folks like myself and Thornetta who are really writing songs, come, come doing real music. Come on, Thornetta, Yeah, really come back writing in music, here. doing real music. Support, we need yes. your support. We need your follows, your likes, your shares. We need okay. you to come to the show. We need you to comment, all of those things. So if I can just champion, whoever's watching today, mm-hmm. if you just take some time out of your busy schedule to go to Marissa Rose, Google me. Uh-huh. You know, go to YouTube, look at some of my stuff. Give me some views, go to go go to go to Thornetta, Thornetta Davis, Davis and look at some of her stuff give her some views because yeah. It takes that now, yeah, you know. People does. won't book us if we don't have anybody right. who likes us. That's right. Isn't that incredible? Who well, so like us? That's what Fox Soul is here for, baby. Fox <laughs> yeah. Soul Black Report. <laughs> this, you. this Good Friday. No, thank
0: you yeah. for taking time out of your schedule for for putting it, giving it to us today. I well, love this. Th- hi. This is, is wearing. This is Easter. And Marissa is wearing. <laughs> this is Easter. You're giving it to <laughs> us. This is, this is Easter. <laughs> this, is, this is how the this, do it in the day. All of this D. magic. This okay. is how we do it in the D. I love it. This is how we do it in the D. Thank you so much. We appreciate you yes. uh have a wonderful resurrection thank weekend you. and thank you again happy, happy easter everybody yeah, happy easter. resurrection yeah. Indeed. thank you thank you so much for watching have a beautiful safe resurrection weekend and thank you so much for watching watching foxhole's black report we appreciate you stay safe